Triple Play Fantasy's basketball show with Doc, Coach, and Brass Dadamas starts now. Welcome, players, to the Triple Play Fantasy Basketball Show, a proud member of the Fantrax Podcast Network and the Fantrax HQ family. We're the podcast that gives you that second half surge that you need to get through the day or week or month or year. I got with me my normal guy, my right-hand shooter, the man that tears his ACL doing a Euro step that he just told us about 30 seconds prior to hopping on, and that's Coach James Lewis. What is going on, Coach? Oh, I had the guy going all the way to the left. The only thing is he decided to push his entire body into my knee. So um, there goes a year of college, but uh, injuries only make you stronger in life. And I'm here. I'm standing strong. Yeah, and you know, that injury is now a story that you can tell to your kids, your grandkids, and maybe you can exaggerate <laughs> it each time. Like, oh, man, I had him on the ground, and he was just, like, crawling, and he, he tripped me up. But – that laugh you heard is another member of the Triple Play Network, and that is Coach Kevin Du Bois. What's going on, Kevin Derek Coleman? I'm doing good, man. I'm glad to be here talking about basketball. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are glad to have you on. We got both coaches here in the coach's corner. And speaking of coach, we have a guest joining us today, fellow Towson alum. He knows my brother and I as well as Coach James. And that is Mr. Adam Berkowitz. What is going on, Coach? What's up? I'm happy to be here to talk some basketball. Oh, yeah. We are always looking for hoop junkies coming on, and Towson alumni are always welcome. So you fit both criteria, my man. And Good. We go have, Tigers. Yeah, that's right. That's go right. Tigers. Adam Berkowitz. There we go. New Jersey, Towson alum, as we said. He currently is the department chair, uh, athletic administrator. He's the head coach of the boys' basketball team over there at Windsor Mill Middle School. Shout out my boy, Adam Burke. Yeah, appreciate, I mean, appreciate it. And shout out coach for doing research when I had nothing on him. So um, props to you for doing that. And this is the most recognition Towson will get because they did not come out of the CAA for the tournament. Uh, congrats to Drexel. But enough about college because we have a great show planned for today talking about the pros. And we're post all-star break and the good part of the season cracks down. And in a shortened season, every game is going to carry significance, especially with expanded playoffs. And this crew right here is here to give you some predictions on what we might see in the second half of the season. So we have a lot to talk about, but we're going to start out with some news and notes first. And the first little bit of news and notes, and this is something that, you know, injuries are a part of the game and you, ha and you hate talking about it. But Joel Embiid has a deep bone bruise and is expected to miss two weeks at the minimum. This looks like a best case scenario. So Coach James, I want to start with you on this. How do you expect the 76ers to play kind of from like a record perspective? Should they consider him resting him for the rest of the year? Regular season, that is. Um, no, if a, if a player's healthy, um, you should play him. So I think you could be cautious, maybe uh, add another week to um, the rehab. And I, look, I took a look at the schedule. Um, obviously, they're battling out that uh, first seed. And I see them going like 50. Um, the win and loss and probably even keep them in the fight for that one seed. Uh you got future Hall of Fame Dwight Howard. He's one of the best backup centers in the league. And I think that he'll help them um, kind of transition with this. I mean, it, you can't have someone better suited for when your star uh, center goes out than Dwight Howard. I mean, defensively, he's still very elite, as we saw that for the Lakers last year. 
I expect Ben Simmons to put this team on his back and have an increase uh, statistically all around. They play the Spurs, the Knicks twice, the Bucks, the Kings, and the Warriors. So that's kind of why I say they go 50. Then they play the Lakers, the Clippers, and Nuggets. And I think they might hold him back because that's when the two weeks is up. Um, after April 1st, which would be exactly three weeks, they play the Cavs, T-Wolves, and Grizzlies. So I don't see this putting them out of the first seed. Um, I see them maybe being cautious like an, an extra week, but I see him coming back to the court on April Fool's Day. Oh, man, no jokes about that, huh? Coach, Ke- <laughs> Co- Coach Kevin, you taking that similar approach or are you resting your star player? I'm going to rest him until he's healthy because he's the guy. You got to make sure that you have him because that team's nothing like you can say what you want about Dwight Howard, but uh, he's no draw Embiid. Um, and I think it all comes down to standing. So when you're looking right now, they're first. They really want to either finish first or fourth in that conference because they don't want to play the Nets or the Bucks in that second round. They sure so don't. You, you want to you really they're really going to try to push for that first seed. But I don't know if they're going to get it now because the Nets are just rolling. And if they, I don't know if they can fall down the floor. So this is really going to hurt them for that second-round playoff matchup because they're going to have to face someone in there, the Bucks, probably the Bucks if they get stuck there. So this is a devastating injury to that Sixers team. Now, now to, to kind of go with that counterpoint, I mean, I think the Heat are a forgotten-about team. They're on a surge. They're 20-18 and 18 after spending most of the season under 500. And they're certainly a team that can get hot at the right time. Now, obviously, they don't have as much star power. I think they are probably are the best coached out of those three. But interesting point you make. I think the Nets, Bucks, and 76ers are definitely the favorites right now. Coach Burke, what's your approach? Well, Coach Coach James, I got to be honest, man. Ben, uh, we want you to be nothing but honest here. Embiid is not coming back on April 1st. There is no shot. A mm-hmm. four-week injury puts him back at April 9th. April 9th, they start a two-game road trip going to New Orleans and Oklahoma City. I could see him not coming back until Monday, April 12th against uh, – actually, Monday, April 12th, they're still on the road trip. So maybe Wednesday, April 14th, they play my Brooklyn Nets. But even even so, he's going to have to have restricted minutes. He's not going to get back right away. I do agree with him, though. If he's healthy, play him because he's going to get cold. You don't want him to go in the playoffs cold. Um, so, yeah, play him when he is, but – Coach, he's not coming back April. No, no structural damage. They, it's the best case scenario. They're they're saying it's a two week outlook. So I mean, come on, are you gonna believe everything that coaches tell you, man? I mean, look, I think if you're the 76ers, him and him and Ben Simmons are your future, and Embiid already has kind of been labeled as injury prone. So I think that's the first thing you have to think about the long term perspective because if you rush Joe and be back, and especially with leg injuries, I think and knee injuries, you have to be cautious about that. But I think it's a, shame. Main it's a shame because he was the leader in the clubhouse for the MVP. Yeah, and, so yeah I was going to say and he, he was probably the leader for the MVP. But I think the 76ers are thinking big picture. You obviously want to see how that responds over time. I think it's going to be a kind of wait and see. I, I don't see in any situation where even if he's feeling 100 percent, they put him back in two weeks, especially with the, that stretch they have. But let's next little bit of news and notes around this time last year, the league shut down. And what started as a postponed game between the Thunder and Jazz led the NBA to being one of the first organizations to stop this season. Uh, It was about a three or four month hiatus. So kind of just reflecting back on this time and kind of the progress we've come through as a country and staying with some positive news after undergoing surgery to remove a small mass on his left kidney in late January, Karis LeVert made his debut Friday. So coach Kevin, I want to start with you on this. What do you expect from him the rest of the season? 
I'm just happy he's playing, right? Like anything that he gives us out there after finding the mass on his kidney and doing all those things. I actually like Levert. Uh, before he got traded this year, you know, he's averaging, you know, when he looked at his points per game, he's averaging about 18 a game. I think he's a very solid piece. So I think that they're going to be looking to see if they can rebuild around him. I like his contract. It's actually pretty team friendly. And 17 million is not much in the NBA, especially for a player like him. So, and he's still young. And so this would be a good season to see how the Pacers are going to basically be rebuilding since I feel like they have been for the last 20 years. Um, but, you know, when you look at those things, I think Lavert's a good guy. I think he's a good fill. And so can they use him? So I think that he can, you know, he's going to average like 18 to 20, uh, especially on that roster where he has. And I just love to see him playing basketball again after his injury. Yeah. And I, I think, the small forward position is probably the, the Pacers' biggest hole. I think Brogdon holds it down at the guard. You know, obviously, Sabonis and Turner are two of the best big men combos. Maybe they don't work well together, but they certainly aren't at a shortage of that position. Coach Burke, what are you expecting from Mr. Levert? Well, I love I love Karis Levert as a former net. I, I have in my notes, he passes the eye test. He has it in quotes. Like, he really does. Um, 18 points per game to 20 points per game, I think is right around where he's going to, he's going to be. I think he solidifies that starting lineup. I mean, they're going to be a good team. They got TJ Warren coming back too. I think with Sabonis, Brogdon, Turner and Karis LeVert, they got a very good starting five. Um, I think LeVert's going to bring him to a playoff spot. I don't think we're going to do much there, but I think he'll bring him to a playoff spot. So th this is like the Indiana Pacers. Besides when they had Paul George and they made it the Eastern Conference Finals back-to-back -back years, they are a four-to-six seed that usually loses in five games in the first round. That That is like the epitome of the Indiana Pacers. Coach Lewis, what are you doing? What are you expecting from Mr. Levert? That's funny you said that. Yeah, they are who we think they are. They're going oh, yeah. to get to the playoffs. They're damn good in the, in the regular season, and they're going to get outplayed in the playoffs. Uh, Doug, Doug McDermott was playing well in that starting position. So I think they're a little deeper and um, coach Burke did point out TJ. Oh, maybe they pushed back. it to six games then. Uh, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe six. <laughs> uh, he started last night. Uh, he shot the ball 14 times in 27 minutes. I was second on a team behind Brogdon 16. I expect buckets and I expect a lot of them. Uh, I think we're all polling once again for this guy who faced another devastating injury. Um, I see him averaging 20 plus uh, he, he, shooter shoot. And on that team, they got some unselfish players and Sabonis and, and Brogdon. And I think that he'll get some good looks. And um, I, I would like to see how he fits with Brogdon and his team. And maybe they can build around him. But I think I can speak for the team here. We're all rooting for him. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, I agree with uh, Coach Kevin. I, I think in that 18 to 20 points per game range, it's, it's interesting because nobody has that go-to score. Sabonis might have 27 and 18 one game, and then Brogdon does his thing, and then McDermott. And that's the kind of team you want in the playoffs, but they just never seem to perform. Maybe this year we're different. It's a pandemic year. Who knows? Last little bit of news and notes. The Rockets, oh boy, they have just been spiraling. Uh, losers of, I believe, 15 in a row. They bought out DeMarcus Cousins, which was interesting timing because he had just made a $1 million bonus for being on the team past February 14th. P.J. Tucker is done playing with them, and he will either be traded or bought out. Eric Gordon is out four to six weeks with a groin, with a, a groin strain. Ouch to us all, guys. John Wall, Victor Oladipo, and Christian Wood are all nursing injuries of their own. So if you're the Rockets, and Coach Burke, I'm starting with you on this. Are you trading anyone that has value? Do you expect anyone to be relevant the rest of the year? 
Well, first of all, let me say I am glad I am not the Rockets and I don't have to make this decision. Is this, is this where you say, hey, I'm a Brooklyn Nets fan for the third time in the first 10 minutes? <laughs> Wasn't going to bring it up. It's not in the script. You know, just like LeBron, not going to bring up LeBron if he's not in the script. All right. Well, I know you he's listen coming to up. our He's show. coming up later. I, I, know, I know you listen to our shows, so thank Absolutely. you for that. But continue. <laughs> well, I, I guess I would say you could probably get a first-round pick for Oladipo. He's a little bit younger than Wall. He's a good player. Um but I think the best thing you do is sell for the future because you're not going to win now. The West is just too hard. Even with a great team, you're not going to, you can't say you're going to win the West. So why not sell for the future? At least you can be happy that you have a shot in the future, whatever that might be. Okay. He says sell now full panic mode. Coach Lewis, you following that same script. I'm going to, I'm going a little different uh, take here. Um, Houston, we have liftoff. Kevin Porter Jr. and Kevin Martin Jr. are here, and they go from dominating the G League to producing right away in the form of 15, 10, three steals, as well as 13, nine, and three blocks for Kenyon Martin Jr. And then Kevin Porter Jr., now playing point guard, 27, eight, and 13. I mean, th- th- these numbers are eye-popping. If you, if you haven't picked them up on fantasy, you need to do that right now. They're only relevant to the true NBA fan. Um they're, they're going to ha- produce highlights. We saw Kevin Martin Jr. meet uh, Gobert like 12 feet in the air. Uh, they're going to continue to play losing basketball, but uh, the true NBA fan can uh, you know have their eyes open on some of these young guys, and hopefully um, we see a star out of one of those two guys. So Coach, is it, let, me, Coach, is let me it, buddy for a second. You're, you just contradicted yourself. You said that they're very exciting and everything. We have liftoff, but they're still playing losing basketball. So what's the point? You want to be like the Washington Wizards, get Westbrook. Hey, hey when you lose thirteen in a, in a row, you got no, you got nothing going for your season. You would, you would hope that you, you bid out a young, maybe potential star out of it. So yeah, um, I, I'm trying to see, I guess, uh, the best picture here when you're so looking wait, at Houston. Wait, wait, Coach Lewis, I got to ask you: Is it Kevin Martin or Kenyon Martin Jr.? Kenyon, Kenyon Martin. Okay, because I mean, yeah, yeah, because we both we had, I mean, both of them were players in the NBA that expired or that retired, and you know, we're we're at the age now where we're starting to see players that we watched growing up, their kids be in the league. Um, it kind of reminds me of the Wizards, like back in like ten years ago when they signed Andre Blotch that extension, and he was putting up like thirty-eight and eighteen games, and they were losing ball like games, but he was just putting up stats, and you know, then fast forward two years out of the league or. Two years later, he's out of the league. Coach no, Kevin if you Rapp- see him play, you'll you'll understand. He is Kevin Martin Jr. He is a high flyer. Yeah, I mean, Kenya Martin got the bag from the Nuggets. Good for him. And a career was never the same. Maybe his son will follow the same. Uh, Coach Kevin, wrapping us up, you're the Rockets. What's your approach? Yeah, they're in a weird spot. They're kind of purgatory a little bit. because That's that what wall, I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. That wall contract, guys, is awful. As you guys it's an albatross. It is the elephant in the room that people don't want to talk about. I think they talk about it like, oh, any contract can get moved, but damn, he's 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 supposed to make forty-seven million. Wall, Wall and Wall and Westbrook have the contracts that couldn't get moved, so that's why they swapped for each other. The two most untradeable contracts. Yeah, and in twenty twenty-two, it's forty-seven million cap hit, and that is massive cap hit, and especially with COVID numbers and with the salary cap, we don't know what that salary cap is going to be because that could be even worse. So I don't think anybody's trading for Wall. He's playing okay though, and, you know. I, I think that he's playing better, and I'm happy for him, but. They're weird. They're going to have to use Christian Wood. And I agree trying to maybe move Oladipo, but some teams aren't going to want to move him if they are if they don't want to sign a contract. So they're going to have to move him somewhere where he wants to sign. The most recent thing I saw was that they were going to probably do a sign and trade after the end of the season. Everybody knows the biggest secret out there is Oladipo wants to go to Miami. 
So I could see him going to Miami and maybe to sign and trade and maybe trying to get something, uh, cap relief, maybe any type of just any type of cap structure. But they're going to have to build around basically Wood if they think he's the next person in that, in that case. I, I, I'm not really as big as Porter as our boy Coach Lewis over here. I mean, anybody – you know, Eric, you could get out there and score some points on that Rockets. Hey, now. there we go. All five, five, all five, five of me is going to hit a, an open three. Nobody well, dropped there, 13 dimes and 10 dimes in the first two games. Well, That's I mean, the most impressive part is the transition kind of to, to playing point guard. Hey, I agree. I mean, hey, good for Porter. He was all pissed about his locker, and now he's, he's balling out <laughs> in Houston. So, I mean, I agree. I think that Porter and those guys have something to build around, but this is going to be a long rebuild for the Rockets. This isn't yeah. something that's going to change. Yeah. Would you trade Hero for Oladipo? Yes. Yeah, hell yeah. So so here, here's my approach. I and I, 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 and I, I, I think I'm going with Coach Burke and, and Kevin on this. I think you have to rebuild. The Rockets aren't anywhere close. Now, you're not going to get anything for Wall because that you can't move that contract. Oladipo just turned down a two-year extension worth like 44 mil because he wants to lock in a four or five-year deal. Yeah. So whatever team would potentially trade for him, it has to be prepared to sign him or lose him for nothing. So I don't think you're going to get any value for Oladipo, maybe unless a second-round pick. I do think if you tr if you trade Qu uh, Christian Wood that you can get some value for him. But do you choose to have him be a building block? He is relatively yeah. young. You did just sign him to a contract. Or do you want to just kind of go full rebuild, maybe buy out Wall and Oladipo, or buy out Wall in a future year? Now, that's something that the new regime of the Rockets are going to have to decide. But transitioning a little bit to the fantasy perspective, we're coming up on week 12. The regular season's starting to wind down. And now is crunch time for a lot of people. Not me. I'm number one in my league and very comfortably. But someone like Coach Lewis is in, who's in the seventh seed and right now on the outside bubble. So... Which players are you targeting on the waiver wire? Now, this could be a hot player that's under the radar, somebody that's on the Rockets that's getting minutes, or a guy that is on a team playing multiple week games this week, typically somebody that's owned in less than 50% of league. So, Coach, since you are scrambling on the waiver wire and currently out of the playoff race, who are you targeting that I should pick up ASAP? Uh, well, I'm gonna, definitely going to take your approach and try to swindle trades and make three. <laughs> that, only drivers, that only works when you're in the driver's. That only works when you're in the driver's seat, baby. Yeah, let me let me send out uh, DeAndre Ayton and get uh, Trey Young in return. Um, I am in first place in my other league, by the way. Ah, uh, we but, don't care about that. <laughs> but I, I am picking up uh, Dwight Howard uh, for the next two weeks. He had six points, ten rebounds in the game. Joel got hurt. He played like 19 minutes. He had 18 and 12. Uh, the game before that with Joel, and now Embiid is out. I think um, while he's out, he provides fantasy value. He's going to get you double-digit rebounds probably every game. He's going to produce with your blocks, and he's going to shoot a high percentage. So I'm uh, outside of my Rockets, uh, young young guys for who's going to produce numbers-wise. Uh, give me some Dwight Howard for the next two weeks. Hey, Coach, did you look at uh, the waiver wire this morning? I picked him up right before the show. So great minds think alike. And just oh, a no, touch on that. Just to touch on that, Dwight Howard is averaging a double-double, I think 10.7 points and 10.9 rebounds in the seven games that Embiid has missed this year. So regardless of whether you're in a points, whether you're in a categories format, he seems to be valuable in both of them. Coach Kevin, I don't know how you're doing in your fantasy basketball leagues, if you do fantasy basketball at all, but who are you picking up? Who's a guy that's a little bit under the radar that deserves a little more love? 
Yeah, I'm doing all right. I've, I've dealt with some injuries. I got Towns, McCollum, all those guys on my ah, team. So I, I'm, I'm struggling a little bit. But I will say, a guy that I want to bring up is Isaiah Roby from Oklahoma State. Or I agree. Oklahoma State. What the yeah. hell am I talking about? Oklahoma City. Um, and I think, you know, for Roby, he's actually been pretty consistent. And they needed that kind of that forward to come in. He, he's not going to kill it on the stat run. But if you're playing like in a sleeper league like I do on the roto side of it, you know, he does pretty well. He's pretty efficient. He, you know, he, sh- he shot 80% against Dallas recently. He gets rebounds. He's averaged like six or eight. He got injured this last game, but it looks like he's actually coming back. So Roby's a good guy to pick up, especially if you're in Dynasty 23. He's going to be playing on OKC for a while. Um, he's somebody that I've been picking up in a couple weeks. Okay. No, not good. Good picking. You know, glad to hear that you're doing well, minus all those injuries. Kevin, I care about you. Yeah, I, I care. I, I, I want you to do well. Coach it's been a rough year. Oh, yeah, for everyone besides me. But uh, that's probably jinxing myself. Coach Burke, how you doing, man? Haven't talked with you in a little bit. Hey, Coach Burke, keep, keep, keep crushing those middle school uh, kids in the oh, day yeah. fantasy. Hey, hey, hey who, who you who you scooping, my man? Who's the guy that we telling, haven't talked about? I was telling Coach, I, I like my daily fantasy a little bit. I am in a Woo, regular fantasy baby. league. All right, all right. Who's who's um, a DFS guy that's going to do well? That's a little under the radar. DFS, uh I, I've been picking Dwight Howard this last couple weeks, especially with uh, Joel not being there. He's a uh, cheat. I, I do a daily draft with some of my students, and he, he's never one to be taken. But let's let's go back to regular fantasy. I'm looking at Dylan Brooks out of Memphis. He's only rostered in 45% of leagues. He scored 20 points in three of his last four games. A couple games, he's getting 20 shots up a game. If you're taking 20 shots, I want you on my roster. You, NBA player, you're going to make a decent amount. He thinks he's so good, and he just nah, – uh, so, 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 so the thing about Dylan Brooks is I actually noticed that volume, and I bet on his prop bets, I think, a, a couple weeks ago. It was like over 12 and a half, and I was like, God takes like 16 shots a game. And he shot like three of like 13 that game. I was like, Dylan, why? Like I love the volume. I just love that. I didn't love that he was inaccurate. I, Coach probably – Coach Lewis took a lot of mine. Uh, Dwight Howard was my go-to after I picked him up. But I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the Rockets. I'm gonna go Kenyon Martin Jr. in the two games after the All Star break: 32 and 29 minutes, 13 and nine, 15 and 10, three steals, um, three blocks in uh, each of those games. Uh, so that's someone that is helping you across all formats. And I think with the Rockets, look, they're they're not even gonna have a chance to contend in the West. So I think you could see Wall sitting out more for load maintenance than maybe holding Wood out. I don't think they want to risk the long-term health of these people that are in their first and second years of some big contracts. So I can see a lot of these younger guys getting more minutes and kind of showing their worth, whether they should be in the rotation next season or not. But all great. Hey, Eric, Eric, I got one more for you. Okay, like late Ru- on me. I like Rudy Gay with no LaMarcus Aldridge playing lately. In the last two games, at least in my fantasy league, he got 38 points, 35 points, which I will take as a waiver wire pickup. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, a lot of these times – if, if the Spurs are playing three or four games in a week, they're good streaming options if you have a, a cap of how many transactions. But speaking of transactions, do you like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button wherever you find your podcasts. Want to hear more Triple Play? Well, great news for you. We have a fantasy baseball and football show you can also check out, a YouTube channel you can check out, and a website. Oh, my. If you're enjoying the content, How about being the cat's meow by giving us a five-star rating and review? Check us out on Twitter and IG at TripPlayFantasy. Myself and Brad run our social media and provide daily questions. David tweeting he's by himself for the weekend. 
and our weekly episode drops. You know that feeling when you sneak into the playoffs as the eighth seed and you go far? Well, that's the feeling we want to provide. We want to keep you entertained. But it starts with you. Thank you, the loyal player, for your listens each and every week. We will be getting to our main content, the second half predictions, right after this short break. The meat and potatoes of the show, the second half predictions. But before that, we have played a couple games this week. So Coach Lewis's inspired segment, NBA catch-up, impressive performance of the week. Which guy balled out and deserves a shout-out? Coach Lewis, this is your segment. Let me know who caught your eye. Oh, man. It was an epic battle last night. Uh, no LeBron, the, by the way. No LeBron. The, with the if, you buff, say, if you say LeBron, you're LeBron. getting muted. Get like 18 in a win. I'm not going LeBron on this topic. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo is my guy. He had 33 points, 11 rebounds, 11 dimes, 12 and 19 shooting, two for four from three, seven of eight from the free throw line, which might be the most impressive part of that uh, outside of 11 assists. Um, in a battle of epic proportions against the Wiz, uh, Russell Westbrook was vintage. He had 42, 10, 12, 5, 3. So he deserves a shout out. But it was it was Giannis uh, that put his team on the back. And uh, he's going to carry that that all-star MVP shooting 16 for 16 for the rest of this second half. And watch out for the Bucks. Watch out for Giannis. Okay. All right. All right. A non-LeBron answer. Love it. Coach Burke, tell me. Uh, I'm going to throw back to Wednesday. First game after the All-Star break, Luka had a triple-double beating the Spurs. Uh, I just think it's impressive. First game, first game back, right where he left off. All right. Slight work there. Kevin, my man, what's good? Who had an impressive performance? Yeah, I'm giving my boy Russell Westbrook a shout-out because I love Russ. He's my favorite guy in the NBA. Um, But, you know, he had 42 against Milwaukee. Uh, I mean, I, he's actually had a really good year. I, his numbers are getting better, so I appreciate that. And, you know, his he, he's shooting better from his field. He actually shot 50% from the last three games. Uh, that's impressive. Uh, he's, I don't want to talk about his free throw percentage. But he has looked good. Okay, you know, 42, 10, and 12. He's almost averaging a triple-double again. Give my boy Westbrook a shout-out. He's done a lot better than he has in the past. Okay. Dude, when, right. hey, when Russell Westbrook airballed the free throw, I don't know if you can check that on YouTube. I was watching it live. It is hilarious. He just stands there at the line like, Coach, I just said we're not going to talk about his free throws. Uh, can he you let me have my guy? I appreciate it. Let me have my I guy. Didn't, I, 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 didn't, I, didn't, I didn't realize that the uh, that Brad's soul had snuck into you for that short segment. For me, I'm giving it – this is the first guy that did, that's getting it double for me, and, I mean, I, I don't know if it's a surprise at this point. It's my guy, Trey Young. After, uh, after Lloyd Pierce is firing, they've gone 4-0. He dropped 18-10 and in a win at Miami, 32-8. and in a win at Orlando, 37, 6, and 5, a win at Toronto, and 28 and 9 at home versus the Kings. So good numbers, a 4-0 week. Uh Atlanta, if they keep doing like this, is gonna win me a lot of money. So Trey Young, just keep doing you, my man. Do not listen to the haters. But we're gonna talk about a guy that did well to now some predictions. And this season has been one for the books. And most teams, besides the few with the COVID. Uh, outbreaks have played over 50% of their seasons. Now, besides the James Harden trade, we haven't seen a lot of movement, but that may change. It may not. There are a decent amount of contenders right now. So the rest of the season will be anything but boring. And we have some topics here to break down with these experts of what to expect. And the first one is the second half MVP and not necessarily who is going to win MVP based on the first half, but who will carry their team or ball out in the second half and be the most valuable player post-All-Star weekend? 
So, Coach Kevin, who is the guy that you think is going to be the most valuable to have the rest of the season? Yeah, you're going to hate me, Eric, but it's LeBron. Um, ah! Ah! <laughs> it's Why? the easiest question. Mute, out here. mute, 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 mute. mute. I, I, I'm just saying it's going to be LeBron because LeBron's going to be ready. And he's right now they're sitting squarely at, you know, seed three. I think they're going to get up to that seed two or maybe they can even win. I think they can get to number one seed in the West. And if they do that with Anthony Davis being out with all those injuries that they've had with LeBron playing at the level that he's playing at. I mean, he's 25, seven and seven right now, guys. I mean, this guy at his age, 36, um, it, it's impressive. I think sometimes they fall in that fatigue of just giving LeBron MVP that he should have won more probably. But I think absolutely. he's absolutely. I think he, he's going to be the MVP coming forward. Um, and I think that I, I'm excited to watch him play another half, second half of the season. But I think he's the MVP going forward. All right, breaking news: We kick Kevin off triple play fantasy. <laughs> bye. 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 bye, bye. That was wonderful, Kevin. All right, wonderful. coach. All right, coach. You're kicked out as well. We'll find new replacements. Coach Burke is coming on full time. But well, you're, speaking, you're about to kick me out too because my answer to this question is uh, your boy LeBron. Let's go! Oh it's a sweep. Oh I mean, it, it's incredible. No. The, the dude should have won MVP no. every single year he's been in the league, and the reason why they don't is because it'd be boring. Oh so God. if you're going to ask the question oh about God. MVP, the answer is going to be LeBron. But I'll give you a different answer. I'll give no, you no, you, you already said LeBron. Don't muddy up the water. Don't muddy up the water. Let's leave it then. All right, now, Coach. I, I, I am going to give a, a another one. I think I think aside from the easy answers like the teams that are already in first place, you're going to expect their superstars to continue to play like Donovan Mitchell. Giannis is still going to have a great second half of the year. So I want to say Steph Curry because his team is currently not in a playoff spot, and I think he's going to catch fire. I think he's going to take the Warriors to a playoff spot, which is going to look better than you know Donovan Mitchell staying in first place or Giannis coming in third or second. All right. All right, Coach Lewis. We already know you're going LeBron. 30 seconds or less. All right. We've no, talked no, about it. 30 like seconds minutes. or less to me. I just yeah. want to, no, I had I had too prepared for this uh, type of situation. But the Lakers are 10 points better per uh, 100 possessions. They score 113 to 103 when LeBron James is on the court. AD will come back in a couple uh, weeks, and I can see them surging to the top spot in the West, and it could be his first MVP in eight years. But um, I know I've given the guy way too much love already, but it, it's Giannis, man. This guy is he, – he's got his team rolling, and he's rolling. He's averaging 29, 12, and 6, which is per normal, but he's second in the NBA in PER after that sluggish start and um, winning the All-Star MVP and showing out. Um, it's going to propel them. They've been the most consistent regular season team the last three years, and yeah, we'll see what happens in the playoffs. But for the sec last, second part of the, uh, the season, I see I see Giannis, and uh, the Bucks have a chance to get that one seed, and he might – freaking sneak a third straight MVP. So I am very interested that nobody took mine. And Coach Burke, you're going to like this. I think it's James Harden. James Harden has been nothing short of fantastic since arriving. In Great Brooklyn. pick. I mean, Great he pick. already he already broke Jason Kidd's uh, record for the most triple doubles in uh, a Nets single season. And Jason Kidd is like third all time in the triple doubles list. So it's not like, okay, he, he did it for a scrub organization like the Raptors or something. James Harden is going, you know, he plays point. Kyrie is obviously still there, but I think Kyrie knows he's taking a backseat. Kevin Durant, I don't think they're going to rush him back. I mean, James Harden, the the Nets are 10 and 11 or 10 and 1 in their last 11 games and they've won at the Lakers, they've won at the Clippers, they had a 24 point comeback at Phoenix. They beat the very very impressive Detroit Pistons yesterday, but I think this is Brooklyn's all-in year. 
I think James Harden is used to having that usage rating. And I think he has a better team surrounding him with Brooklyn now, even with Kevin Durant out, than he did Houston going into this year. So I think you're going to continue to see gaudy numbers put up by him. Maybe he doesn't win the MVP just because he had played a little bit in the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference and this whole narrative. He's playing with superstars and he's a bad teammate. But I think from the numbers and the team perspective-wise, He's going to be the most valuable, and he's yeah, a guy. He's, and he's running away with the uh, that assist crown. He's definitely he's got that oh, locked yeah. up, oh, and yeah. um, and he the way he's running that offense is it is very very impressive. Um, it's out it's out it's nothing like he used to do in Houston with just giving the ball and everybody watch. He moves that ball quickly, and his ability to pass the ball is phenomenal. He's got to be a top three guy as far as just being able to pass the basketball, and I don't think people ever talk about that part of his yeah. game. Yeah, and, and it's something it's something that's come on in the last couple of years as well. Yeah, I mean, the, the Nets are the best offensive team in NBA history right now, so it's really hard to argue anything else. Uh, there was a play last night. I saw the clip floating around Twitter where James did uh, his step back three but passed it to Jordan, give and go right back, and it ended with the alley-oop. Like, that's pretty, man. You can't stop that. So yeah. I love the pick, Eric. James Harden, MVP. Oh, thanks, Coach. I think I thought you'd like it. But we're going to go to a – prediction of an MVP to a dark horse dark horse spoiler now which team seated fifth or lower in either conference has a chance to make some noise in the playoffs and we know that this happens a team you wouldn't want your favorite one coach Burke to play in the postseason so coach Burke I am going to start with you who are you afraid of in either conference that might not run that right now isn't at the top of the standings but you wouldn't want the Nets to see. Well, I think fifth seed and below, there's no one in the East that I'm worried about. I think the top three in the East are set. It's going to be Sixers, Nets, and Bucks. Unfortunate that two teams got to play each other before the final. So I'm looking over at the West. I mean, your fifth, sixth seed in the West are the Trailblazers and the Nuggets, who if they played in the East would be easily a top four team. So I'm going to go with the Nuggets. I, I would not want to play the Nuggets at all in the playoffs. No, that, that's a good pick. They were my preseason uh, pick to finish actually number one. So it's, you know, they, they had a rough beginning. They're certainly kind of getting into their own now. And Jokic actually might be the front runner for the MVP. So solid pick for that. Coach Lewis, you staying with the Nugs? You, uh, you going a different way? Talk to me. Uh I, I, I'm still going. I'm going out west too. I, I agree with uh, with Coach Burke. This team is currently eighth in the West, and they would be fourth in the East. Uh, they've won seven of their last ten games. Um, this is the Dallas Mavericks. They had the number one offensive efficiency rated uh, offense of all time. So I feel like every year we might see a a new team take that crown with the the way that the game is being played and how three pointers are being utilized. Uh, but Luca, Luca is is playing very well, and obviously they are a different team when KP plays. Uh, Luca's averaging twenty eight, eight and nine, as per usual. KP twenty one, nine and one point five. They have one of the best one two punches in the league, and they dealt with so many injuries at the beginning of the year, whether it would be COVID related or or just physical, um, having players out. And uh, I see them taking a surge, and they they might squeeze out a, a first round upset. All right. All right. Sticking in the West. Speaking of West, we have our West Coaster, Mr. Bearded Assassin, the nice beard, Mr. Kevin Coleman himself. You sticking in the West or are you trying to go to the East Coast like where we're all at? I'm going to go to the East Coast. Um, I'm going to actually go with the Celtics. Um, yeah. to the team that you know, I was waiting for it. 
Wait, wait, made the Eastern Conference Finals last year. I think we forget about that. They have one of the best coaches in the NBA. I love Brad Stevens. Uh, and, you know, I think with Kimba coming back, and I think they got to get in the swing of things. They have, obviously haven't been playing great, but Tatum and Brown, they're, you know, they're all-star level players. And I think that's what you need in the playoffs. If they just get in, which they are, I think it depends on matchups. But I would hate to see the Celtics in the first round. That's not a team that I want to play in the first round. Um, and they've they've been consistently – they can play. And we've seen it last year with them getting pretty close. I mean, it came to a couple of possessions where they could have slipped into the finals. So Absolutely. I'm going to go with the Celtics. Um, I think they're going to be in the buyout market. They definitely need a big. Um, look for, like, Aldridge or – even some other guys, I don't. I don't think they'll swing on Kevin Love, but there's there's some somewhere or Horford if he gets bought out or something. Yeah, any of those guys, I would love to see the Celtics grab. If they do that, then you really got to watch out because I think that'll sure up a lot of their deficiencies. So give me the Celtics, and I I think we're sleeping on them a little bit. Give me the well coached and the superstar players. That's what I like. No, no, and, and all great picks and all teams that I think had higher expectations coming into this year. I think. All the teams you mentioned expected to be top four in their respective conference that just haven't been performing 36, 40 games into the season as we expected. I'm going with a real dark horse, and I think it's the Knicks. Now, I know they're the butt of, like, every joke, but what? this year feels different. Like, all right, they're at this point, they're 20 and 19. They're seventh seed in the East. They are the number one to fit, uh, team in terms of opponents' points per game. Their opponents are averaging 105 a game, which is the lowest in the league. And you see in the playoffs, the game slows down. Tom Thibodeau is a veteran coach. I think he knows what he's doing. They have a somewhat deep team. You know, at the center position, they have Nerlens Noel and Mitchell Robinson, who are both defensive uh, people to be reckoned with. They got Obi Toppin back, who kind of provides some versatility. Julius Randle's having a career year. They got Derrick Rose. Alfred R.J. King. Barrett. R.J. Barrett, He's Alfred, Payton. Alfred, Payton. Alfred Payton has been a, a consistent option off the bench when he doesn't start. I think that, look, are they going to be a team that beats the Nets in the first round? No, but I don't think they're a team you can take lightly. They play very physical. They're very gritty, and that is playoff basketball. So yeah. I wanted to go a little bit deeper because I knew that nobody would take the Knicks. And to be honest, I'm hoping that they do well because in my lifetime, They've made, a, made it to the conference finals once, maybe the second round once. But other than that, I mean, Dolan has driven that franchise into the ground. So, uh, Just I, I, I like the Knicks. Uh, Emmanuel Quigley, a Baltimore kid. Uh, yeah, Emmanuel, Emmanuel oh. Quigley too. Yeah, that, and that's the thing is they're deep. And I think that's what you're going to see teams that have that benefit maybe uh, as opposed to the 76ers where they get fatigued. And that's kind of how they have – kind of sputtered in the playoffs if, if not everyone can keep up with that conditioning. To sprinkle yeah. in on um, Kevin's take on Boston, because I, I, I would have to agree with him, Marcus Smart is finally back again, and Kimba Walker is starting to hit his stride. So I, I look them to, to surge in the second half as well. Yeah. there And look, I mean, I think all of these picks are good. I, I think teams that we weren't anticipating, we weren't anticipating the Nets at the beginning of the season to be the two seed or the 76ers to be the one or the Suns to be the two seed. But Speaking of the Suns being the two seed, that kind of transitions me perfectly to our next segment. And this is a pretender or contender. Now, we see some new teams at the top of the standings, and we're going to pick two from each conference and talk whether they have a real shot or not to be contenders this year. Now, we have four teams, two from each conference. So in 30 seconds or less, I want you to tell me if they're a pretender or a contender and short reason why. First, we're starting out West. 
and it is going to be the Utah Jazz, who are currently number one, 28 and nine record, 16 and two at home, 12 and seven on the road. Uh, had a great stretch where they were winning probably like 15 of their 18 games, a little bit colder now, six and four in their last 10. Coach Kevin, pretender, contender. They're a pretender to me. Um, they got to, you got to be in it. Everybody can win a regular season title. They're not going to win a title in the NBA playoffs because they don't have a guy. Um, I don't think that any of their guys are superstar status. Donovan, to me, is not a superstar. I know Coach Berg was talking about the four show. Uh, Rudy, I don't think he's in there. I just, I, I don't think that they're, I don't think that they have a guy that can actually win a title with. And I think it's really comes down to three teams and none of these teams are there. Okay. All right. I like it. He's Coach so- Burke, pretender, contender, Jazz, talk to me. They're pretenders, and I do love D. Mitch, and I love the fact that they're 28-9, first place in the West. But at the end of the day, it's the Wild West, and having the first seed is just like having the fourth seed. You know, you're going to have to run through these great teams. And like Coach Kevin said, I just don't think they stack up. They don't have a guy that is going to go beat LeBron, going to go beat Kawhi. It's unfortunate that they're in the West. Okay. Coach Lewis, are they pretenders to you as well? Jeez, Luis, uh, you guys said exactly the, the, what I got. What I got here. It's hard to say that the best team this entire year is a pretender, but they are. Um, they got one of the most solid lineups in Gobert, Bogdan, O'Neal, Mitchell, Conley, Ingles, Clarkson, but they don't have that guy. Uh, and so Shaquille O'Neal's criticism is is actually accurate. Uh, I still can't believe in Donovan Mitchell to carry this team down the stretch of games until he does. Um, he'll be a diet flash. He'll be a diet D Wade. Um, if he takes his team to the promised land, to the finals, then um, we can all shut up. But uh, he is a good star, but he is not a superstar. And that's what they need him to take so, another step. So I'm going to disagree with you guys. And I, it's not like last week where I was prepared to take the other side of the coin. I actually think that they're a contender because you look at, I mean, look, they have a three game lead on the Suns, a three and a half game lead on the Lakers, four game lead on the Clippers. Obviously, the you know some of those teams are dealing with their own injuries, but figure they get home court uh, advantage. They're sixteen and two. I kind of think of them as the 0-4 Pistons, where yes, they don't have that superstar, but they have a very well-rounded team. They have Mike Conley. They have Donovan Mitchell. Bogdanovich has kind of been that guy down the stretch. Jordan Clarkson is playing amazing off the bench. They have Rudy Gobert who controls the paint. I really like them this year, and I think especially if the Lakers aren't healthy, like I, I think that's how the Lakers kind of rolled through the West last year is because nobody nobody could match up with Anthony Davis. And I think had they had to play the Jazz, it would have been a, a much uh, more difficult matchup. I really like them this year, and I think they're coming into their own. Once again, are they going to be the favorite to win? No, but I actually think you have to put them in the top five teams that could actually win it all. Um, our next team, the Phoenix Suns, and just to save time, you guys didn't have the Jazz as contenders. Are you, any of you guys going to have the Suns as contenders? A nope. little bit more than the Jazz. Okay, Coach. Absolutely uh, not. They don't have the experience outside of CP, and he's bad luck, and he hasn't had a great uh, playoff success rate himself. So, no, pretenders. Coach Kevin, are you saying they're a, kid, a pretender? Yeah, they, they don't have a shot. All right, Coach Burke, tell me why you're <laughs> a little bit tell me why you're a little bit more optimistic, and then we'll transition because I think we're all kind of in agreement. Well, Coach Kevin said it best. They don't get a shot. They don't. But I think someone like CP3, I personally like him. I think he's a great leader just to see what he did with his team to turn it around. I mean, Booker was on the team last year. Aside from the bubble, they sucked. 
So putting CP3 was such a big jump. I just like to see what they could do in the playoffs. Don't think they're going to win, but it will be fun to watch. Yeah, and to be honest, I think if they get into the playoffs, that will be a victory in themselves. And even if they win a first-round um, matchup, that will be better than they've done in the last decade. All right, we'll switch into the Eastern Conference. Uh, I wrote this script prior to Joel Embiid's injury, so I guess we have to factor that in now. The 76ers, come playoff time, they probably will be a first four or a top four seed, so they'll have home court advantage, at least first matchup. But Coach Burke, as someone that is a rival of the Nets, are you worried about them? Are they a pretender or contender? I think they're a contender. I mean, it'd be it'd be ignorant of me to say that they're not. Um, they're gonna they're gonna give us some problems. Who who's gonna guard Joel Embiid on the Nets? I I just don't DeAndre think so. Blake, no. Blake Griffin. DeAndre Jordan does not play the fourth quarter in games. I think it's because he's yeah, tired. Yeah, it's because he can't shoot free throws. Well, that too. Yeah, right, I don't think right. anyone's going to defend Joel, so I think they. Uh, I think they'll be a contender. Okay, it must be tough for you to say. I'm. I'm proud of you for. Uh, yeah, I that. hate Philly too. I absolutely hate <laughs> Philly. So, for me to say that, wear it on your chest. You hate Philly. Love it, Coach Lewis. 76ers. What you thinking? The 76ers fans club is coming from Coach Burke after this pod. But um, yeah, yeah, baby. I'm, go, I'm going pretender. Uh, this one is hard because when we saw the healthy Joel and what he did in the first half, uh, they, it looks like they can beat anybody. But I think that in the playoffs, the deficiencies of the surrounding cast are going to be exposed. Seth Curry, Danny Green, and then the bench of, of Milton Cormont. Corkmonts, Scott, Maxie. I can't rely on these guys uh, come winning time. I think they'll get exposed. Uh, and then also, you know, you still got to cross your fingers and hope Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid are healthy at those moments. Uh, I don't think they have the firepower to uh, withstand a, a Brooklyn Nets team that is is just on the way to the championship. They're getting there. Yeah, and, and before, I get, before I get to you, Kevin, you know, Coach Lewis said pretty much what I was thinking. I don't think they have the, the bench, which is very important come playoff time. They're also 10 and nine on the road. So they're basically a 500 team. They're 16 and three at home. So basically they've been dominated at home and they're an average team on the road. And I think when you play that tougher competition in the playoffs, you can't bank on having a, a you know, 85% winning percentage at home. I think you need to prove that you can win away from there as well. Um, but are you kind of on the, the train of me and coach? Or are you with coach Burke? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of on Coach Burke's side. I think that they're a contender with an asterisk. I actually like Dybul. I think he's a legitimate defender. Simmons, you guys know I'm a fanboy of Simmons. Simmons is my guy. So I think I his versus, his versatility and what he can do, and I think that if Embiid's healthy, it's hard. Who's going to guard Embiid? He's so dominant. Um, I like Shake Milton a little bit more than everybody. I think Seth Curry can shoot, and he's legitimately one of the he, – he has turned himself into a, the best, one of the best shooters in this league. Danny Green is trash. I don't want to talk about Danny Green anymore. But when you look at these other guys, I think it's going to be a it, – it's a buyout-dependent guy. So if they can get someone like – even like Tyler Johnson, uh, even like a little, little – maybe a piece. Everybody says J.J., but J.J. can't guard anybody, guys. But like Anthony Tolliver even is a guy. If they can add somebody kind of to that depth, I think it makes them a little bit more viable. Um, and I think that if Embiid's healthy, it's kind of hard to stop him. Um, so I, I, I like the Sixers. I think it really comes down to two teams in the East, Sixers or the Nets. All right. All right. Well, and, and Coach, I am with you. I'm a Ben Simmons stan. Uh, there was somebody on Twitter, I'll have to find it and then at you, where he said uh, Ben Simmons is – oh, it was uh, Wizards commentator Justin Kutcher. He mm -hmm. said Ben Simmons is the most overrated player in the NBA. 
You know, he, he's good, but get bring Buckhands back. Bring and, Buck and, and, back. And then basically he just ran. And everybody's like, What? And they're and they're like, talk to me why. And he, he didn't reply. So of course he, he didn't. He, he put his stamp, but uh, Kevin, if you want to tweet at him after this pod, feel free to. But, but then we're going to talk about the last team, and it's not the number two seed. It's the number three seed, the Bucks, who have been some of the betting favorites. Now the East is better. Coach Kevin, you had mentioned you only think it's two teams that are coming out, the uh, Nets or the 76ers. So you think the Bucks are a, cont- are, are a pretender? Yeah, the, the Bucks have been a pretender since – I, I last three years, I, I think Giannis is great, but his deficiencies, he can't shoot. And I think that's a big problem in the, in the playoffs because they say, okay, we'll beat us some other way. Um, I, I think, uh, you know, when you're looking at like, who's that second guy, Chris Middleton might be the worst second superstar on a team. And it, they don't, I don't want to hate on Middleton too much, but he's not a superstar. He's a very good role player, average guy, but he's not going to lead your team in the playoffs. And I'm all about superstar guys in the playoffs. And Drew Holiday's nice, but he's not that great. I mean, they're giving Bobby Portis way too many minutes. Um, I don't know if you've seen Bobby Portis play, but they're giving him way too many minutes. And I I think that roster is funky. Um, I don't really like any of their guard play. Um, I'm not a big fan of them. And, And the problem is, is Giannis is kind of overrated. I know that's kind of hard to say, but I think in the playoffs, his deficiencies really hurt him. So they're a pretender to me. I don't think there's any chance they even make the Western or the Eastern Conference Finals. Ooh, that is a spicy take. It means they lose in the second round. Okay. Coach Burke, as a Nets fan, as a team that actually has promise in the Eastern Conference, are you worried about the Bucs? Uh, yeah, again, I think it'd be ignorant to say I wasn't. Uh, in an ideal world, the Bucks will play the Sixers, and then we will take the winner so that the Nets don't have to play two of the tougher teams. Um, but the, Buc- the Bucks are better than they were last year. You know, they got Drew Holiday over Eric Bledsoe, so they are better. Um, I can't believe still last year the Heat beat them. Um, Heat are a very good defensive team, and that seems like how it is how you got to play the Bucks. So we'll see what happens. I don't think that they are going to be able to get in the – conference or the beat win the conference finals i don't think they'll be in the championship okay all right coach lewis you uh riding this train all right so i've i've been pretender 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 this is my one contender and uh this was my preseason pick to get to the finals uh well that was before the whole brooklyn scenario that's my (laughs) new pick now but um they still got one of the best players in the league yes he's been figured out in the raptors series against Kawhi. they were up to zero in the eastern conference finals and then the miami heat team who was just playing on fire once they got into the bubble bam and jimmy really really locked in honed in but but they do have drew holiday now and so there is there is a a a small glimpse of hope that that might be a difference in a couple games and in a playoff that's all you need and maybe uh drew holiday you know helps in that some of those fourth quarters that that's where they've been losing these games they've been they were up against uh miami in the fourth quarter and they lost those games they were up against the Raptors in the fourth quarter. And maybe, you know, Giannis is 26. Like maybe he, he finally gets over the hump. So I got, I got, I got some, a small hope that they, they are still contenders. Okay. All right. All right. He's providing a little bit of optimism for me. I don't think so. I I've never been a fan of the Bucks. Somebody that actually bet on the heat last year to come out of the East when the uh, bubble first started. I think they're good for regular season ball. I don't think Giannis is the guy that's going to take the last shot. I think, you know, they, they really tried to upgrade at the point guard position with Drew Holiday, but he's been out with COVID. I, I just don't think they have that rotation. So I could be wrong. You know, I'm rooting for the franchise. They haven't really been relevant once again in our time of watching basketball, but I'm kind of, I, I don't see anybody beating the Nets. Just me honest, me personally, 
Um, I don't think you can beat three healthy superstars in the playoffs. Even two is going to be tough to be, to beat. But our last section, a bold prediction. I want you to give me something that you think is going to be bold for the rest of the season. Does a superstar get traded? A surprise coach firing? Does Kyrie go MIA again? Something that maybe the storylines aren't talking about, but you've been formulating in your little brain. So, Coach Burke, tell me something that is going to shock the world, but wouldn't shock you if it comes true. Well, I was going to say, let me go last. I want to hear what Coach J. Lou got to say first. Okay, taking my job and transitioning to other coach. (laughs) All right, all right. Uh, Let me me be very clear here. The baby-faced assassin, Wardell Stephen Curry, drops 70-plus. He might even go for 80 in a game. We saw him get 62. We saw him get 57. He's sniffing 70. I know D-Book is the last person to go over 70. He gets that in the second half of the season. Okay. All right. I like it. That is a bold one. That is a bold one. Coach Kevin, talk to me. Yeah, I'm going to go a coach's route. I think Steve, this is Steve Kerr's last year. I think he's going to resign uh, or just step away because I think the writing's on the wall with the Warriors. And um, I think Kerr is one of those guys with his health. I I don't necessarily know how long he's going to want to coach. There's really nothing more he needs to prove. So I could see him maybe stepping away and this being his last year as an NBA coach. No, and, and that's interesting you bring up because it's not even performance based. When the Rockets won, or when the Warriors won their first championship, he had um that back surgery. I, I forgot the name of it. Where basically he was in bed all summer, and he said it was yeah. the pain was the worst thing he's ever felt. And uh, I think that's something where it doesn't necessarily go away. There's stress of coaching, especially in a kind of the COVID environment we're in. So I, I like that. I, I, you know, obviously I'm a fan of Steve Kerr, so I hope he does stay, but. I like that prediction that you're riding, and I could see it happening. Coach Burke, you think of yours yet, or you want me to go? No, I got it. I was about to say, I actually did not see this bold prediction section in the in the script, so I had to come <laughs> up with one real quick. Oh, you're um, so honest. Oh, yeah. I say Andre Drummond to the Boston Celtics. Boston Celtics go on a tear second half of the season, climb into the top three seeds, and make a little splash in the East. Okay. I'm All really right. looking for a, for a home for Andre Drummond because I think he's, a, he's an incredible player. And now that he's no longer playing for the Cavs, I want to see where he goes. He's going to the Lakers. He's going to the Lakers. Wrap it up. The ghost of Brad has has crept in here because uh, (laughs) Kevin gave a Russell Westbrook answer for the impressive performance of the week. And we have some Andre Drummond positivity talk on here. For me, I don't don't know if this is as bold as you guys, but I think the Thunder are going to make some moves trading away veterans. I think they get rid of Al Horford and he goes to the Lakers. I actually don't think Drummond goes there. I think... I think a team makes a more aggressive push with there. And I think when Anthony Davis comes back, especially with Montrez Harrell, Andre Drummond won't have the playing time that he would maybe with the Celtics or with the Clippers that are lacking those big men. So I think the Lakers make a trade for Al Horford. I think they give a second round pick, which is what the Thunder got for Hamadou Diallo. I think the Sun, I think the Thunder trade anyone on that team besides Shea Gilgis Alexander. So I think what you're going to see is them getting rid of some players stockpiling picks and really tanking. Don't know if that's necessarily bold, but I haven't heard Al Horford's name floated around in trade rumors. And I think everybody is linking Andre Drummond to the Lakers, but I I think they're going to go for maybe a little more under the radar option. I think Horford works well with the Lakers. He's a shooter. He's somebody that can rebound. He has postseason experience. I mean, they're kind of a team full of vets at this point, right? 
Yeah, I love actually I love that um, idea. But that Kevin O'Connor did report that Andre Drummond, if he were to be bought out, that the two leaders in the clubhouse, the two favorites to get him would be the Lakers or the Nets. And that might be the determining factor of who wins the championship, depending on where Andre Drummond goes, even though he doesn't play fourth quarters, he contributes to, and he's the greatest rebounder of all time to quote Brad Kilgore. I don't agree with that statement, by the way, but yes. Would these right. damn players stop going to the Nets? I'm so oh tired goodness. of it. No. somewhere else. All right, yeah. go anywhere besides the Lakers. Shoe fly. Shoe fly away from the Lakers. KD Lakers. must be the most smooth-talking individual when you get him behind the phone lines because first thing with the Warriors and then now this, it's it, everybody wants to play with KD. Better it, than it, if, if veterans will take the league minimum, then, yeah, I'm going to the Nets. Why would I go anywhere else? Yeah, and, and I think the Nets have an easier conference or path out of the Eastern Conference than the Lakers. And, you know, that's part of it is getting to the big stage itself because – let's say the Lakers and Nets meet and the team that doesn't win, um, you still get to put on a show and maybe Andre Drummond is trying to get another deal. He is still relatively young. I think he's under 30. So um, good, bold predictions, everyone. Uh, no question in game of the week, but I want to thank Coach Burke for coming on. Um, I don't have your social media handle pulled up, but where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at Mr. Underscore Berkowitz. It's my you're teacher not a, account. You're Post, not a... You're, you're not a mister to me. You're you're always going to be Adam. You're going to be Coach Burke, Berkey. You're not getting mister from me. Sorry, well, sir. You'll get a sir. Works too. All right, but make sure you follow him on Twitter. You can follow Coach James at J Lewis0789, right? That's right. Yeah, he, I'm he's an 80s always baby. I'm an 80s baby. Yeah, yeah he, he's being more active on that social media, that Twitter, that Instagram. So make sure you follow him because he's putting a lot of the coaches corner. That also has Coach Kevin. You can catch him at Dubois underscore 22. That's right, Kevin. And it's a different one on Instagram, right? Yeah, I don't remember what my name is on Instagram. I'm old. I just post pictures of my kid on there. <laughs> yeah, no, Kevin has cute kids. So if you want to see him being a great girl dad, make sure you follow him on the Instagram. Once again, you can follow us at Trip Play Fantasy on all social media handles. Please make sure to check out our YouTube our site as well. We do have things such as Movie Minutes. Brad and John from our football podcast have done some reviews for Toy Story 4, and I'm thinking about ending things. I think they will be doing Inception <laughs> next. So make sure to pro to link to look up the content we're putting out. We will talk with everyone soon. Stay safe and enjoy the warm weather. <laughs>